good. Good afternoon, everyone. Ken Paskins, co-founder of The Shift Spot with the uh, podcast Leadership Tools for Titans. Today, I am here with Nikki Ballou. Nikki, how are you today? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Good to be here. Uh, as we were talking right before the show, you're up in Toronto, beautiful area, maybe uh, just get a little bit of green there, I hope, so far uh, this time of year. Starting to bloom? No, brother. No, no. no? Okay. Since no. <laughs> it's Canada. <laughs> All right. All right. Nikki, I wanted to dive into a couple of things with you today. So, um, you know, one of the things when I was reading you in our match is just incorporating faith in business. And that captured, uh, you know, my attraction to having wanting to have this discussion. And uh, I work with a lot of different business owners and uh, they struggle with that, to be quite honest. How do I incorporate that with my staff? How do I attract certain staff, retain certain staff, maybe not turn off certain staff and even some legalese. So that really attracted me. And then, you know, quite honestly, I mean, you're just some of the things that you write about and talk about uh, generating wealth and helping people, you know, generate uh, additional net income. But I wanted to start with the faith, if that's all right with you. All right. So, so tell me your tell me your story. What is what is your backstory, and how did you get to be who you are today? Great question. I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. Okay. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran, and it turned my life upside down. My late father, God rest his soul, could see the writing on the wall. This was not going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family any longer. And he made a plan, and he executed that plan, and he got us out of Iran. And eventually, we settled where I now live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Now, at the time, I was mad. I didn't want to leave my home. I didn't want to leave my friends. But looking back... It was the best thing my father could have done. That man took action to change the legacy and trajectory of our family and our family's future. And you cannot underestimate how powerful it is when someone in your life takes an action that puts you on a great trajectory going forward. You know what I mean? And to me, that was something that has set me up to be who I am today. Now, my late father, he was the kind of man who was an uplifter of humanity. If he knew you and you were looking for work, Ken, he would work the phones until he got you a job. If he knew you and you were looking to start a business, he'd call up some other business owners, sit down and build an advisory board for you, even get you access to capital so you could get started. If he knew you and you were trying to buy a car, a house, an apartment, and you didn't quite have enough money, he would top you up so you could buy that car, that house, that apartment. Who does that? Well, the late great Napoleon Ballou for one. And why would he do that? First of all, he was a devout Christian and he believed that he had been blessed by God. And it was his duty to share those blessings with others. But secondly, he did it because he could. He was successful. He had money. And my father would always come and say to me, son, life is not about money. Business is not about money. Right. 
What's it about, Dad? Business is about people. When you solve problems for people, you earn the right to make a profit. Now, let me show you something, if I may. This is an amazing piece of um, intellectual property I've developed. Okay. This is a tool called an IP snapshot or a pink sheet by the man who developed it, Matt Church, Australia. If you look at this Venn diagram, there's people with problems, and then there's a profit. You yep. solve problems for people, and you're in the right to make a profit. That's your purpose. You solve acute problems for amazing people, and that is when you earn the right to an awesome profit. Business is not about numbers. It's about people. When you use your business to solve problems for people, you earn the right to make a profit. Now, I've got some examples, case studies of people. I've got a literature review I've done here. The Thought Leader Practice by Matthew Church talks about that. I talk about that in my book, The Thought Leader's Journey. I talk about it in my book, The Power of Connecting. I talk about it in my book that I co-wrote with Perry Wong, How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income. Business is a lot like life. It's all about the people. And when you help them win and get past their problems, you earn a profit. And you also earn the right to be someone whose soul gets elevated and that profits you too. So it's financial profit and it's a profit to your soul. And that, my friend, is the power of bringing faith into what you do. Now, I want to be really clear. There's a lot of people out there, and the, they tend to be folks with smaller businesses that are newer in business that have bought into this thing that's out there these days that, no, I don't want to make money. Money's not important. I don't do my business to make money. No, 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 no. I do my business because I want to make a difference for people. I'm like, what? We all want to make a difference for people, but you don't want to make money. That's like saying, I don't want to breathe oxygen. <laughs> yeah. I want to be in the environment, but I don't want to breathe oxygen because I don't want to. Den you know, that's insane. Yeah. Money is the lifeblood, the oxygen of business. Without it, no business can succeed. Okay. Get that through your head. It is not about business. Is I mean, business is not about money. Excuse me. It is not. It is about people and problems that you solve for people. But without money, business can't exist. That's right. You follow me? And people need to understand this and stop buying into this, you know, touchy-feely crap that's out there about, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not into making money. No. If you're not into making money, go be a monk somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Go be a monk somewhere. Don't be in business. All right. Everyone else has to make money. But remember that money is a tool and not the end objective. The end objective is to help people because that's why God put you here on this earth to help people, not to help yourself, to help people. You will be helped when you help people it's very very important for business owners to understand and here's what i got i got that the best people in our society go into business unlike hollywood and their 
crazy ideas where they go, all oh, business people are bad, they're wrong. The best people in our society go into business. Our very finest people, our best problem solvers, they go into business. They go into business because they want to help people. That's what they do. And these are the folks that do things that make our world a better place. And I do what I do to serve them. I serve God, give all the glory to God, but I serve them. I bring God's glory to them. That is my role, my job. And you must understand that a lot of people that go into business, especially those folks, right, that are like really good at what they do, they're not that good at business. Yeah. They're just not. They're overwhelmed by it, right? They don't get it. They don't get marketing. They don't get sales. They don't get financial statements. They don't get hiring and firing and culture. They don't get systems and processes. They don't get customer service. They don't get exit strategies. They just don't get it. Yeah. And me, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My father understood business. He taught me business. I went to school. I got my undergraduate degree in business. I got my master's degree in business. I get business. So I would go and I teach these folks. I'd help them get all that stuff, that stuff that was like woo-woo and overwhelmed to them. I simplified it for them. I helped them become business people. They didn't take the time to study it. I took the time to study it. I'm a cerebral intellectual man. I've read over 4,000 books. I've written and published nine. Okay. I've done over 530 interviews on two podcasts of my own, and I've done nearly 300 interviews as guests on other people's shows. My intellect is up there. I understand how to be of service to people with what I do. And this is what I do. I help these folks, successful business people, understand the aspects of business that they need to understand so they don't get stuck at a plateau because they don't understand an important aspect of their business. Yep. And now there's a special group of people that I've started to help in the last few years. I still work with, with you know, more successful, larger businesses, you know, seven, eight figure businesses. But these other folks, here's the deal. People under a million a year. They're the ones who've bought into that. I just want to make a difference. Money's not why I'm in business. No, you're in business to help people, but money is absolutely why you're in business. Without money, you won't be in business. Those folks, those are the folks that have a bigger problem because of those airy fairy thoughts in some of their heads. They don't understand how to sell and how to market. In fact, they avoid selling. They actually think that's a virtue. Oh, no, 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 I don't want to be one of those pushy salespeople. No, 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 not me. No, sir, not me. Guess what? Nobody wants a pushy salesperson, but if you don't go after business you should be going after, you won't make that money for your business. You won't help the people you should be helping. And those people who could use your help, they won't get your help. And if you can help someone and you don't help them, shame on you because God intends for you to help those people, right? God right. intends for you to help those people. And if you don't help them, a charlatan is going to come and they're going to pretend they help, but they're going to just take their money and deliver nothing. I call those people charlatan marketers. It is your duty not to allow the charlatan marketers to get to the people you want to help. God intends for you to do that. And when people don't do that, I go, okay, I got to help these people reframe their thinking about sales. So we reframe sales into service. Nobody wants to be sold. Ken, you wouldn't like it if I came to you and said, 
Hey, Kenny, you want to buy from me? You want to buy? You want to buy? You want to buy? You want to buy? Come on, come on, buy, buy, buy. You'd like to say, click, let's get rid of this dude. But you love being served. If I came to you with a servant's heart, you'd love it. And you pay me because you love to pay people who serve you. That's how it works. Serve, don't sell. And when we help rewire that thinking, then they could stop thinking about themselves. I wonder if they're going to like me. I wonder if they think I'm pushy. But not. Stop thinking about you and take the attention off you. Put it on them. It's not about you. You should be thinking, I wonder if this person needs help. I wonder if I'm the right person to help them. And if you are, then you give your heart and soul to be of service to that person. You make that difference. Just helping people rewire their thinking has helped them double, triple, quadruple their business. Just doing that alone, Ken. So first and foremost, not about money, but about people. But understand that money is the oxygen of business. Yep. Okay. Secondly, take the attention off of you. Put the attention on the person that's in front of you. After all, that's someone's mother. That's someone's father. That's someone's son. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's brother. That's someone's sister. That's someone's wife. That's someone's husband. They have hopes, dreams, aspirations, ambitions, fears, trepidations. And maybe someone just like you was a charlatan and gave them lots of hope and delivered nothing. And it's your job to give your heart and soul and rekindle their faith in humanity. That's where we start, my friend. That's the Nikki Villu story. Act one. Excellent. Excellent. You talked a lot about uh, entrepreneurs. That resonates with me a great deal. So I'm just curious how you go about, how, how you go about helping them? What, what is your strategy, philosophies? What do you do there? Well, brother, um, to boil it down into a nutshell, the first thing I help them understand is what I just talked about right yep. now. Okay. So the okay. focus on service, basically service, 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 or employees. Okay. And people. Yep. Yep. Not the numbers. Yep. Right. Yep. And attention on them, not on you. Second, a lot of folks, even larger businesses have this issue, but these folks that are like coaches, consultants making under a million a year in sales, this is one of their biggest issues. You ask them what they do, they'll go, I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, yep. I'm a mortgage broker, I'm a realtor, I'm a chiropractor. That's nice. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Not at all. What do they care about? What can you do? They them? care about what you can do to help them get out of pain. Right. So there was a time when if you asked me what you do, I'd go, I'm an executive coach. Yeah, that's what I do. I never say that today. You ask me what I do, I tell you, I'm a champion for the entrepreneur. And I love helping good men and women add a zero or two to their annual income. And do it while understanding how to simplify their life and their business so they can actually work less and spend more time on things other than business. Now, you listen to that, what are you going to think to yourself? Well, the first thought you're going to have in your head is, what, did he say add a zero or two to my annual income? I'd like a zero or two in my annual income. 
I wonder how he does that. Is he for real or is he full of caca? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's the first thought that's going to come in your head. But it's way better than me saying I'm a coach and you just go, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And the second thought is if you're working real hard and you've been burnt out lately, you're going to go, yeah, I need, I need to, I need to, I'm burned out. I need to do something about that. And if none of those things apply to you, at least you'll go, huh, I know what that guy does. I don't need it, but I'm sure there's people that do. And that is what you want to evoke when you speak about what you do and how you help. So here's the other thing that you got to understand, right? You cannot talk about you. People don't buy their way into something. They buy their way out of something. They're not buying their way into you and your program and your product. They don't care. Right. They want to know if spending money and time with you is going to solve their problem. They want to buy their way out of hell. Okay. And so here's what they do. Straightforward. They spend money when you have a great message that speaks to the hell they're in. I'm going to tell you a story. I had a woman come to us. This was about three and a half years ago. She was a doctor of natural medicine who had her own practice. Good woman. Successful. Six figures a year. But she wanted more. She wanted to make seven figures a year. Her father had brain cancer and she was daddy's girl. And he died just a short while later. God rest his soul. Good man. She wanted to honor him because he was a successful entrepreneur by growing her business so he'd be proud of her. She came to us. And I said, okay, so what do you do? I help people with their health. Ooh, that's kind of big and broad. We need to narrow that focus. She's okay, what do we need to do? So I took her through a process. I want to just show you this process. You're going to love it. So this process, I love my diagrams, brother. I love my diagrams. Who are the people you've worked with that you've gotten the best results for? Who are the people you've worked with that you've enjoyed working with the most? Who are the people you've worked with that have paid you the best and have been the easiest to transact with? Best results, enjoyed the most, paid best, easiest to transact with. Where all that intersects is your ideal client. Right. So we went through that process with her. Her ideal client was a professional woman over the age of 45. Okay. Successful in business, successful in life and relationship. Not successful in health. She'd put on a few pounds over the years. She didn't feel beautiful. She didn't feel sexy, attractive, desirable. And she hated it. So we helped her put a program together. Get your sexy back. Can get your sexy back. Boom. Within a year, she doubled her business. Within two years, she doubled her business again from that new height. And within right. three years, she doubled her business one more time. She went from six figures a year to a six-figure-a-month run rate. The power of a powerful 
message dialed in to a group of people who need your help. Right. So talk to me a little bit more through the process. You identify an entrepreneur that, that has that struggle, right? And they want to make that. How do they reach out to you? How do they engage you? What are, what are your steps to actually dig in and map out that, that path forward for them? I'm glad you asked that question. You know, in the back of every single one of my books, I have a little page here where I outline something called the E-Circle Success Plan. My company's name is E-Circle. Yep. It's just like, you're awesome, buddy. I love you, man. This is great. So step one, they got to jump on my calendar and schedule what I call a success coaching call. So you schedule your success call. You go to my website, you schedule your success call. Step two, we have that call, right? And I go and I dig in. I understand what their pain points are, why it is they're struggling. And I, I, I make a determination if I'm the right person to help them and if I want to help them. Frankly, I think this is somebody I'm going to enjoy working with. Yep. If all that susses out, then we'll sign them up for a three-day live workshop that we do where we give them a decade's worth of progress in three days. We used to do this over eight weeks, even 12 weeks, and we figured out we could just like crunch it up into three days and get people rocking faster. And then obviously they do the workshop and they get the training. Yep. And, and you know, they use what they learned to go out there into the marketplace to grow their business and make a massive impact. Those are the four steps, brother, of the E-Circle success plan. Okay. Okay. You also mentioned a lot of things earlier, um, such as lack of understanding of sales and marketing, systems and processes, hiring the right people. Um, so human capital management and things of that nature, right? So all of those are critical components to be able to execute an effective business, right? What areas do you find that entrepreneurs struggle the most and get stuck in the mud in the most, in your opinion? Sales and marketing and people. Yeah. <laughs> and then below that, numbers, finance. Yep. <laughs> Top two, tier below, numbers, and then everything else comes in and flows in underneath that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And what, what about, have you seen any commonalities and false beliefs that prevent these entrepreneurs to breaking through that and getting control of their company? Is it really your process that helps them through that or their false beliefs that prevent them from actually achieving? I don't know if you're following what I'm saying there. If I... Brother, listen, everybody has negative beliefs that hold yep. them back. Yep. Right. So I'm actually really glad you brought that point up. Um, one of the worst things that entrepreneurs do is undervalue what they do. Agreed. They charge at too low a level. Yep. Why is that bad? I'm going to say something that, that is going to be shocking. But when you undervalue and undercharge for what you do, you hurt your client. Yeah, agreed. You hurt your client. Now, why do you hurt your client? Well, it's that simple. People love to pay to get big results in their lives. 
people love to pay to get big results in their lives. If they're 60 pounds overweight and they got type 2 diabetes, they want to get rid of that 60 pounds. They want to get rid of the type 2 diabetes. If right. they are stuck at a certain income level and have been for years, they want to get unstuck and double, triple, quadruple their money. If they have a relationship and it's in ruins, they want to turn it around and fix their relationship. And those are big results. And they like to pay big money to get big results. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you something, Ken. It's, it, it doesn't help the client when you undercharge because they won't get the result. There's something called expectancy bias theory. Yep. Okay. So here's the deal. Let's say you wanted to like tenfold your business. You wanted to make millions a year instead of hundreds of thousands a year. And you and I were talking and I said, Ken, we can make this happen for you. I show you the whole drill. And then you're like, you're, you're persuaded. You're like, Nikki, this sounds great. Let's do it. I'm all in. What's the investment? In your mind, you're thinking, he's going to take me from hundreds of thousands to millions. So he's probably going to charge me no less than 10,000 and as much as 100,000. In your mind, you're thinking that, right? And you're like, you're emotionally getting yourself psyched up to figure out the money. If I came out and I said $500, you'd go, what? You wouldn't take me seriously. Yeah. You'd go, this guy didn't know what he's talking about. Right. You follow what I'm saying here? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> 100%. And so when you undercharge a client, they'll either not sign up with you, or if they do, they won't take you seriously enough to do the work so they don't get the result that they signed up for. Yeah. Your job, your job, straight up and simple, is this charge them at a level where they've got leverage on themselves and you've got leverage on them to do the work to get the result because if you don't do that shame on you because you hurt your client and they didn't get the result yeah you didn't get the result now as a side benefit it's also good for your bank account but the real reason to do it is for your client So, Nikki, one of the things that attracted me to your profile, we talked about it a little bit, is, is just you, you, you work with a lot of Christian owners and entrepreneurs and everything. And it's cool to hear you talk about and do the connection between God and service and delivering results and tying that to money. And as you had stated, a lot of people think of that as, as a bad thing, right? Well, there's, there's also giving back and taking care and, you know, contributing back to society and, you know, and, and a percentage of your wealth should go back and help others and everything. So we got to keep that in mind, which, which is a lot of people that are non-believers don't take into consideration. But um, when, when you come across a, an entrepreneur or a business, uh, what are some things that you look for to realize that, hey, I can actually help this person, right? Not everybody's a fit or I can't help this person? Are there any things that you look through 
to uh, both them as an individual and a Christian, and you're gonna and and you are sort of evaluating how much value you can bring to the table. Thousand percent. We've got criteria for who yep. we will and won't work with. Yep. Um, so the number one quality I look for in somebody is hunger for change. Right? There are four qualities you got to have if you want to win at anything in life. Quality number one is decisiveness. You have to decide to kill off the alternative success. Decide means to kill off the alternative. Yeah. Other words with side in it include homicide, suicide, <laughs> genocide. Yeah. Inside is killing off the alternative to defeat, yeah, yeah. deciding, right? Yeah. You got you to gotta do that. You, you can't be a tire kicker and say, let me kick that tire. You got to be ready to buy the car. Yeah. Two, you must commit. Every master was once a disaster. You got to be willing to be a disaster before you're a master. Yeah. You got to be willing to stink before you're bad, before you're mediocre, before you're average before you're good, before you're great, before you're masterful, before you're iconic, before you're the best that ever lived. Yeah. You cannot do that without a commitment. You can't say, I'm going to try this for a week, a month, a year. No. Thirdly, you must, must be coached and be coachable. Robin Sharma, who was a client of mine, the author of the legendary book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, said to me, Nikki, if you want to double your income, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Triple. Double your income, triple your investment in personal and professional development. Right? And you've got to hire the coaches, pay what they ask. Join the masterminds, pay what they ask. Attend the conferences, pay what they ask. Do the courses, pay what they ask. And read the books and pay what they ask. And then finally, you've got to be resourceful. You've got to be resourceful. Doesn't matter what resources you have. Matters how resourceful you are. Right. Can't afford to hire a coach? Find a way. Don't have the time to get your business going? Find a way. Don't have the energy? Find a way. I'm going to tell you something. There was a young man who came to see us a little under five years ago. Okay. He was a fitness trainer. He, yeah. Okay. Good man. He came and did our program. And when he signed up to do our program, he signed up not just for our three-day workshop. He signed up to be with us for a full year and then a year after that. Because when we met him, he was making $3,000 a month on a good month. Hmm. He was in debt. Now, to sign up for our full-year program, he took a line of credit on his home to pay for the program. We didn't know this until later. He was 
and $37,000 in debt. Wow. And that included what he paid us. Now, that wasn't all of what he, all yeah. of it he didn't pay yeah. us. This young man took the coaching, did the work, and within months was doing $20,000 on a bad month and $42,000 on a good month. Okay. He wrote a long testimonial on Facebook about how he paid off his line of credit and had a surplus for the first time ever in his life. And he came to us and he, and, and he came to the people and he said, hey, these people are real. And you've got to do that. Yeah. You've got to take a chance. You've got to become resourceful. And I look for that. I look for a person with a Christian heart, whether they're overt about being Christian or not. But that's somebody who cares. That's a qualifier for you, I assume. Yeah. 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 They don't have to be a Christian. They don't have to call themselves a Christian. I've worked with non-Christians. act like it. But I'm looking for a Christian heart, a good yeah. person. Yeah. And brother, they've got to be those other four qualities that I just told you. Yeah. Yeah. And if they are those things, I'll consider working with them. Yeah. If they are not those things, I won't. You got to want change bad. You got to want change bad. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, so you 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 believe God called you to do this, right? So um is the purpose to help them or to help them learn how to service others? What is your belief system there out of curiosity? I understand how you're helping and serving. I think both of those can coexist yeah. and both of those that's, that's need plus. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those things are, are part of what we do for people and want to do for people. Yeah. Yeah. We want to help them. We want to help them be of service to the people they help. Yeah. Yeah. How long does it typically take for the folks that you're working with to realize the results? Is it six months, a year, long, longer? And I'm sure it's all over the map, right? First of all, they have to do the plan. Look, and commit. So here, here's the thing, right? Um, if you're a coach or a consultant or a business owner with under a million a year and you want to get to a million a year, unless like you're at 900,000, I'm going to tell you plan on three years. Yeah. Plan on three years, right? Can you get results way faster? Yeah, sure. Right? Way faster. Totally you can. There's been folks we've gotten to a million in four months. Million two, matter of fact, in four months. Yeah. <laughs> but that is not the norm. Yeah. That is not the norm. And if you have a substantial business, if you already have a five, 10, 15, $20 million business, and your, your aim is to like set it up and structure it so it can really run and succeed, and, the, and you understand the results will come, it's about doing the right things, right. that's going to take time. 
right no less than a year honestly in my opinion now are there people who've signed on for three months six months sure but i i get people into our program by having them do our initial three-day workshop and that's the gateway to the other work we do with people which is between one to three more years gotcha and it's you and a team right it's not just you i i, I imagine no you... I, I i work with my um i work with my lovely better half okay um she's amazing yeah um what does she bring to the table versus you in helping the entrepreneurs out of curiosity well i bring the father energy <laughs> right <laughs> yeah she brings the feminine mother energy a little yeah. bit and, right. and um but you know she's a very accomplished woman she's um she's broken three guinness world records for running 12 hours on a treadmill oh that's awesome i love that yeah and she has been um a top results coach for uh robin's research international anthony robbins's company okay twelve thousand hours of coaching okay so you know she's for real yeah and um we have other folks that are a part of our team not full-time with us but they do various things for us so, so imagine you bring in like a financial expert or a process expert or something like that through the through this because you're really trying to yeah we bring in who we need to but for the main programs we deliver we have a team that we work with yeah someone has like a um someone's having real issues with you know finances and yeah yeah numbers i've got somebody that we teamed up with that i send them to okay and they've done good work for a number of my clients this individual he's done really good work for a number of my clients okay right um or somewhere else i assume you can work remote well for sure this fellow's from toronto okay gotcha okay yeah yeah all right Tell our listeners about your, your, you know, your most recent book and how to get it and what it's about and how it can help them. Well, my, my, yeah, my most recent business book is called um, How to Create a Million Dollar Year Income. You can go on Amazon and get it. And it's basically a blueprint. One of my clients and I wrote about how to create a million dollar year income, but these are kind of these are my books, these are my, my business books, primarily, except for the children's book in the middle. Yeah, I've got a health and fitness book I wrote with an Olympic gold medalist. And these are a couple of political books that I wrote as well. So awesome. Yeah, awesome. We can check them all out on Amazon. Yeah, they're all there. All right. Can I listen to them? I like to listen on Audible. <laughs> um, well, no, actually, no. there's only one that's going to be on Audible, and that's the latest political book, and it's not yet out on Audible, but we're in the process of doing that. The rest of them aren't. I'm going to have to talk to my guy, and we'll probably get them all out on Audible at some point. Okay, all right. So if we have a Christian believer out there that's listening right now, and they struggle, and I heard you through this, but I'm, I'm just going to ask a question a little differently. They're struggling like, I want, I want to grow this business. I want to make money, but I'm not in, in it with the money for the money. And I, what's your one piece of advice to them when they, when they, when they shift that, because I've worked with owners like that. What's your one piece of advice when they struggle as they begin to build wealth? My one piece of advice. 
Yeah, yeah. You need a lot more than one piece of advice to solve this. Problem. If you have more, go for it. <laughs> I was looking for the silver bullet, Nikki. <laughs> no such thing, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, find find a good mentor, a good coach, yeah. and, and work with them. Honestly, that's what you really need to do. Yeah. Um, if you could have done it on your own, you would have. That's yeah. the bottom line. Yeah, that, that's great. That's awesome. Well, listen, my friend, it was uh, it was great chatting with you. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. So what, what is your website for people to check it out? EcircleAcademy.com is my main website. Okay, awesome. And uh, for our listeners out there as well, come check us out at theshiftspot.com where we bring CEOs together and help them improve their business and their lives. So there's a lot of synergies there, actually. But I really appreciate it. It was a real pleasure to get to know you, Nikki, and uh, I trust we'll stay in touch. And God bless you, brother, for having me on the show. It was a real honor. Thank you.